There are places across the world where there have been bad shepherds. And, um, and it's painful to hear because when we've been led by bad shepherding, the sheep can scatter and people's lives can be damaged, the people's lives can be lost, people's lives can be broken. And this is what happened in the passage of Ezekiel 34. Um, just a bit of context, what's going on. The nation of Israel is lost, damaged, broken, because the people who um, are in responsibility of, um, of the sheep, of the flock, um, they're not doing a very good job. They're being a bit greedy, being a bit selfish, they're corrupt, they're going for their own desires rather than looking after the people. And um, I just want to read this passage from Ezekiel 34, and I want to try and connect it with a beautiful story that may be well known to some of us, maybe um, hearing it for the first time this morning, a beautiful story that Jesus um, shares with us in, in Luke 15. So I'm kind of connecting Luke, um, Ezekiel 34 and Luke 15 this morning. So let me read this um, from verse 1 to 16. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought, the, brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains on, and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals. And because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravens and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep, 
and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. <laughs> I know. Amen, eh, darling? It's good news, isn't it? <laughs> People's lives may have been damaged, may have been broken, may have been injured. People's lives may have gone astray because of what people have, how people have treated them, because of bad shepherding. But there is hope. There is a good shepherd. There is a good shepherd. And what I want you to know this morning is that God has not given up on you. God has not finished with you. Heaven is ready to rejoice over you. God is not giving up on us. God is not finished with us. And heaven's ready to rejoice over us. We have a good shepherd. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Whatever has damaged you in the past, whatever is damaging you now, whoever has failed you, there is one who has not and will not fail you. There is one shepherd who has been struck and damaged for you. And I believe he wants to heal you, restore you, and fill you with his joy, with his peace, and bring you into his wonderful presence. There is one who really does care for the lost. There is one who really does search for the lost. There is one who really does strengthen the weak. There is one who really does save. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. There is a good shepherd for your life, and his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. And we believe in the name of Jesus. We believe in the person of Jesus. We believe he came for us. We believe he died on the cross for us. And we believe that he is alive and breathing in us by his spirit. The good shepherd is alive in you. So whatever is damaged you, whatever you feel hurt by, by whatever people have said, whatever people, however people have treated you, God has come to strengthen you, to bind you up, and to use you for his plan and for his purpose. God has not given up on you. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. You see, in the time of Ezekiel, I'm sure many lives would have thought that God had given up on his people. Life just seemed cruel. Nobody seemed to care. Lives were just scattered. And we can have these moments in life, can't we, where we might feel God has given up on my life. Maybe God has given up on the plan and the purpose for my life. Even thinking, God, where are you in this situation? Over the past couple of weeks, I've asked, I've asked myself that question. God, where are you in this situation? I, are you here? Are you with me? I can't see you in this situation. But I've got to rely on the word of the Lord. I've got to believe in the word of the Lord. I've got to believe in the promises of God that I am with you. I am with you. And I want to care for you. I want to look after you. 
I want to give you a wonderful plan, a wonderful hope, a wonderful future. God is with us and he has not given up on us. God is still chasing after us wherever we are at in our journey. Let me direct this passage to Luke 15, um, where Jesus shares this wonderful story. Pharisees and teachers of the law at the time are, are not happy with Jesus because he's spending time with people that he's not, just, not supposed to spend time with. He's spending time with tax collectors and sinners and Pharisees or teachers are like, what is this guy doing? He's not meant to be doing that. He's not meant to be spending time with uh, these guys. But Jesus says these words, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I love that story. See, in Ezekiel 34, we hear that God himself will rescue the scattered flock because of the failings and the corrupt ways of the leaders at the time. Luke 15, we hear again how the religious leaders were excluding the lost and the broken. Lives were being judged, condemned by those who were in power. The sheep of Israel yet again being scattered. These leaders, teachers in Ezekiel 34 and Luke 15 were consumed by wealth, power, success, comfort. They hadn't understood what the kingdom of God was all about. Yet there was one who came and dwelt among us. There was one who came to show us. One who came full of grace and full of truth. One who demonstrated so powerfully what the kingdom of God was all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ came to seek and save the lost. And as the word of the Lord says, I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. As Jesus says, does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Why does he leave the 99? See, when I was reading this passage, I was thinking, God, what about the 99? Why are you leaving so many unattended? Why, why just the one? The one does matter. The one does matter. Because the one is also made in the image of God. Because the one is also a child of God. Because the one is of high value. The one is called. The one is chosen. Because the one is so precious and so loved. The one does matter. The one does matter. And time and time again, we see Jesus in the Gospels demonstrate powerfully of leaving the crowds and going after the one. He did it so many times. One particular story was when Jesus and his disciples are traveling um, from Jerusalem back to Cana. And he's going on the road and he's about to go on the road to Samaria. And his disciples are like, no, we're not going down there. We don't like those guys. We don't like those people. We want to avoid that. We want to go the long way around. And Jesus is like, no, I'm going this way. I've got to search for somebody. 
I've got to go and meet somebody. And uh, Jesus goes through Samaria and goes to the village of Sychar and um, sits by a well. Meanwhile, while Jesus is sat by the well, there's a, a woman who's damaged, who's broken, who's hurt. Uh, she's been looked down upon because just of a, a bit of a public disgrace. You know, she's been married numerous of times. And she feels that she, she believes in God, but she feels that she's been rejected by God because of the way that she is living and just doesn't feel worthy. And, and she has to avoid other women at the time from going, going to the well because, because of how she's being treated. She, she wouldn't go in the cool hours of the morning. She will go in the heat of the day to go and draw some water out of the well. And one day she goes to the well and she sees a man sat by the well and this man says, can you give me a drink? Jesus was searching after the one who was damaged, who was broken, who was lost. And a few minutes later, as they get into a conversation about worship and and about her life, Jesus speaks to her full of grace and full of truth. And she was filled with the presence of God. And she goes back to the village of Samaria filled with this wonderful presence of God and tells people the story how she was transformed and people from Samaria coming to follow Jesus. He left the crowds to search for the one. And I want to say to you this morning that God does not give up on the one. You might have one friend in your life that doesn't know the Lord. Do not give up on that one friend because God hasn't. God is still searching. God is still chasing after us. He's still chasing after your friends. Do not give up on your friends who don't know the Lord because he has not given up on your friends. Maybe some of you are here this morning that don't know, the, don't know Jesus. God has not given up on you. He's still chasing after you. When you leave this building, he's gone before you. When you go into your workplace, he is already there. He's constantly searching for you. He's constantly sat by you. And he's saying, come into my life. I want to tell you more about who I am. I am love. I am grace. I am kind. I want to transform your life. God does not give up on the one. And God has not given up on our life. Even if it's been damaged, even if it's been broken, whatever our mind has been captivated by, maybe we've been living in the sin of the world, living in the ways of the world, God does not give up on you. That's good news, isn't it? That is good news. God does not give up on his people. Yes, there are leaders, there are maybe mentors, people in our life that we've looked up to have let us down. We're not perfect. We are not perfect. There is one who is perfect, Jesus Christ, who is the good shepherd, who, are, who came to demonstrate what it is all about. He never gives up on the one. And maybe some of, some of us don't feel worthy to come into his presence, just like this woman at the well in Samaria. There may be some of us who feel like we've been rejected by God because of what has gone on in the past. We may have been damaged by how others have seen you, treated you, or by how others have led you. But the Lord has not given up on you. He is searching for you and he wants to show you his love and his grace. He never gives up on his people. And I want to encourage you to let him find you. Just come as you are. 
with whatever you are carrying this morning and let the presence of God find you. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. And because God has not given up on us, it means that God has not finished with us. God has not finished with you. You may be bruised, but you are not finished with. You may be damaged, but you are not finished with. You may be broken hearted, but you are not finished with. You may be weak, but you are not finished with. God says, I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. You are not finished with. You are not done. See, understandably, the people of Israel were injured and weak because of the bad shepherding. They had no guidance. They had no care. They were living however they wanted to live. But God did not let it finish there. It is only him who has the last word. It is only him who can say it is finished. And right now, if you are alive, if you are moving, if you are breathing, God is not finished with you. He has not finished with you. He searches for you. And when he finds you, he carries you and takes care of you. He wants to heal you. He wants to strengthen you. Luke 15 verse 5. And when he finds the lost sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. He wants to carry you. He wants to lift you up. He wants to lead you into good places. He wants to lead you into his good plan and good purpose. Jesus wants to carry you into the presence of God the Father. And the only way we come into relationship with the Father is if we allow Jesus to pick us up. If we allow him to carry our worries. If we allow him to carry our burdens. If we allow him to take our sin. If we allow him to take our sin. What is it that really breaks us in this life? What is it that really damages us? What is it that keeps us down? What is it that keeps us distant from God? Why is my peace gone? Where is my joy? Why am I not living life to the full anymore? Maybe it's because there is something that is not good that is captivating our life. I want to remind us this morning, it's a challenging point but it's an important point when you come into the presence of the Lord is that there is healing through repentance healing comes through repentance it's a challenging word but it's an important point healing does come through our repentance if you're feeling weighed down if you're feeling crushed deflated then maybe we need forgiveness we may just need renewing See, David, in the, uh, King David, he needed renewing. He needed transforming. See, Nathan, prophet, came and exposed what he had done. He slept with Bathsheba, being an adulterer, and he was confronted by it. He needed that to be able to be transformed. And... There's more to repentance than just saying, God, I'm sorry. God, I got it wrong. Because we can sometimes say that we're sorry with our mouth, but in our minds we can have the intent of doing it again. See, it can be really easy for me to say, sorry, God, I got it wrong this time, and just crack on. It's how we repent. It's how we, we seek forgiveness. See, this is how David responded in Psalm 51. God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt because your compassion is so great. Take away this shameful guilt of sin. 
forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways and erase this deep stain on my conscience. For I'm so ashamed. I feel such pain and anguish within me. I can't get away from the sting of my sin against you, Lord. Everything I did, I did right in front of you, for you saw it all. Against you and you above all have I sinned. Everything you say to me is infallibly true, and your judgment conquers me. Lord, I have been a sinner from birth, from the moment my mother conceived me. I know that you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart and teach me wisdom. Purify my conscience. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I am pure in heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness and my song of joy will return. The places you have crushed within me will rejoice in your healing touch. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all my guilt by your saving grace. Keep creating me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take from me your sacred spirit let my passion for life be restored taste and joy in every breakthrough you bring to me hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say then I can show other guilty ones how loving and merciful you are they will find their way back home to you knowing that you will forgive them oh God my saving God deliver me fully from every sin even the sin that brought blood guilt then my heart will once again be thrilled to sing the passionate songs of joy and deliverance. Lord God, unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I will overcome with my joyous praise for the source of your pleasure is not in my performance or the sacrifices I might offer to you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I bow down humbly at your feet because you favor Zion. Do what is good for her. Be the protecting wall around Jerusalem, and when we are fully restored, you will rejoice and take delight in every offering of our lives as we bring our sacrifices of righteousness before you in love. Wow. That's good, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's a good cry. It's a good cry. You're transformed this morning, darling. You are... (laughs) The most amazing, powerful thing is that through our repentance, we are healed by the wounds of Jesus Christ. He is our good shepherd who laid his life down for his sheep. See, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and his wounds we are healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that where sin increased, your grace increased all the more. God 
is not finished with you because he took care of our sin on the cross. His final words on the cross were, it is finished. I've done the mission. I've taken on the sin of the world. He who did not sin became sin for each and every one of us. Therefore, God is not finished with your life and there is more to come for your life. I encourage you today to come to him just as you are. Whatever has gone on so far this year, whatever has been captivating your mind, your way of living, you might feel like I just can't do it. God doesn't want to use me. Look what I've done. Look at who I am. I'm too weak. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too broken. God wants to use you just as you are. He wants you to come to him um, through his love and through his grace and through his kindness. God wants to use all of your mess. You might not believe it, but let me remind you, Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar. Moses killed a man and was a stutterer. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Isaiah preached naked. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Jonah ran away from God. Job went bankrupt. John the Baptist ate bugs. Peter denied Jesus. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Zacchaeus was too small. Lazarus was dead. If God can use these guys, he can certainly use us, right? God works in miraculous ways. God works in powerful ways. He uses the ordinary and we end up going to do the extraordinary because Christ lives in me. The good shepherd lives in me. The good shepherd has transformed my life. I was once dead, but now I'm alive because of what he has done on the cross for me. But I've got to come to him just as I am and say, God, I got it wrong and I need renewing. I need a clean heart. I, I need to just turn away from this sin that is captivating my life. Repentance is key to coming into the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. God has not given up on you. And God has not finished with you. Finally, heaven is ready to rejoice over you. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. When you come into relationship with God, there is a wonderful party for you. There is a celebration for you. Heaven is ready to rejoice over you. You see, we do have to go through the journey of pain. We do have to come and bow down and say, God, I, I, am, I did get it wrong. I have been living in the ways of the world. I have not even noticed that you have been there. I've not even noticed your love or your grace. It is painful, that process. But when there is pain in the night, joy comes in the morning. When we come to our senses, when we decide to repent and return, just like the lost son did as he went and spent all of his money on living in the ways of the world he says in Luke 15 when he came to his senses he came back to the father who was there waiting for him with loving arms open wide and running towards him 
And the oldest son was like, hang on, dad. What about me? But the father said, my son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we are to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. See, I think we need to get more excited about people coming into the presence of God. I think we need to celebrate more when our life has been transformed. I think we need to get excited when a life has gone from spiritually dead to now spiritually alive again. You know, we can, sometimes we have a response and we have hands up and people respond to Jesus. But we need to celebrate that. Because that is the best decision that anyone can make. Of all the decisions you have to make in this life, the best decision that you can ever make is coming into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That needs celebrating. And heaven rejoices over that. So why don't we rejoice over that? We've got to be excited of what God is doing. God today is still transforming lives. He's still doing it. He doesn't give up on his people. He has not finished with his people. Heaven is waiting. Heaven is ready to rejoice over his people. God does not give up on his people. And he is still transforming lives today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe some of us this morning have been damaged, we've been broken because of bad shepherding or because of just what has been going on with, with our life, with people that we are in contact with because of what has been going on with the situations that we find ourselves in. And maybe some of us have never heard about Jesus before and this good news. Maybe we're not sure about what it's all about. Maybe we're struggling to believe, we're just struggling to find out what it is all about. I want to say, it's okay, stay with us. Keep journeying with us. We keep, all of us here are exploring more about who Jesus is. We have courses like Alpha Course where we can go on the journey of the Christian faith and explore who Jesus is, why did he die, what, who is the Holy Spirit, all of the aspects of the Christian faith. Please do join on the Alpha Course. It is so good. But my message for us all today, wherever you're at in your journey of life and faith, where you believe in God, where you don't believe in God, whether you're not sure, the truth is God has not given up on you. God has not finished with you and heaven is ready to rejoice over you. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Some of you this morning might need binding up again. You might be hurt because of just just what has gone on in your life or by something somebody has said. But know this, that there is a good shepherd for your life. His name is Jesus. And he has come for you. He has died on the cross for you. And we believe that he is alive today because the Bible says it was impossible for death to keep him down. He was raised back to life. And so we are raised to new life and we have this wonderful hope of being with the presence of the Almighty Father forever and ever. Band, if you want to come up. Let me close with this wonderful psalm. I want you encourage you to have your hearts open this morning to what has been shared, to what God's been doing, even 
um, at the start of this service. But this is, this is the truth over your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God has not given up on the one. God has not given up on you. God has not given up on your friends. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. His love is chasing after you. His grace is chasing after you. His strength is chasing after you. And he just wants us to come to him just as we are. That is good news. And the good news has been shared been heard question is do you want to receive it in your life and I just want to invite the presence of God to maybe do something in your heart right now and there may be people in here this morning where you've not made that decision to say God I invite you into my life but he is calling you this morning Know this, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are a child of God, that you are called and you are chosen, and God wants to use you. And maybe right now as I pray, everyone's going to have their heads bowed, eyes closed, and if you want to respond to Jesus in your life, then we'd, we'd love to see that. We'd love to um, connect with you. We want to give you a salvation pack as well. Um, but if you want to make that decision, then you just need to come to him just as you are right now and just you can repeat these words after me Heavenly Father here I am I sit here before you in your presence thank you Lord that you love me thank you Lord that you want to look after me that you want to care for me thank you Lord that you have a plan for my life but Lord forgive me for the way that I've been living forgive me for following the ways of the world today right now I choose to follow you Come and change my life. Come into my life. Thank you that you are the good shepherd who came and laid your life down for me. Come into my life. Amen. Just continue to have your eyes closed. If if any of you prayed that this morning, I'd love to connect with you. If you want to raise your hands this morning, if you accepted Jesus into your life thank you thank you see your hand thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord
Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can we rejoice this morning? Can we rejoice? I was once dead, but now I'm alive. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Two people have given their lives to Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why do we stand this morning?